Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And we, today we have a brand new guest with us, Dr. Lara May. Uh, she's here with us today talking about uh, awakening, grounding, and immunity through food and spirit. And so for those of you who don't know Dr. Lara, she is a medical clinical specialist, uh, is a functional med med medicine clinical specialist, <laughs> a master energy healer and channel and an international speaker on a mission to empower you to take on, take an active role in your healing and well-being of the mind, body, and spirit. So I know we're going to have a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about, like I said, awakening, grounding, and immunity through food and spirit. We're going to be talking about or learning about the light body and why it is vital to multidimensional healing and lasting well-being. We're going to be talking about and learning why awakening to ascension requires you to raise your vibration. We're going to be talking about and learning about the vibration of food and how it contributes to our grounding, immunity, and ascension. We're going to learn how to choose the right food blueprint for you to maintain a high vibration. We're going to learn about the light body healing method, and we're going to experience a live light body activation. So all that and more, I'm excited. <laughs> Dr. Lara is here with us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. And this is such a wonderful topic. I love it. Um, and because this is the first time that you're on our show, can you just share with our listeners, with our community, a little bit about who you are and how you got started on this path, especially with combining you know, both the energetics and the physical, meaning the food and how that relates to us raising our vibration, et cetera. In a nutshell. <laughs> and I think we lost Dr. Lara again. Maybe she'll come back. But before yes. she comes, oh, awesome. Yes. Uh, sure. Just share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, absolutely. I am a clinical pharmacist specialist that also practices functional medicine and energetic medicine. And I came to this culmination a few years ago when I sort of hit my own personal bottom. I was at work in a hospital pharmacy with a debilitating migraine laying on the floor with all the lights off. It was an overnight shift and I was just, you know, praying to get to the end so I could go home. Mm. But at the time I was also starting to um, educate myself and expand my own boundaries with different spiritual teachers. And I had something playing in the background and a, a message came through that said, you have to care more about feeling good than mm. anything else. And that will change everything about your life. And so I heard that at this moment of literally laying on the floor. And I thought, maybe that's what's what I've been doing wrong or what's been missing. I've been living a very distracted life. I was very successful in my professional life, but there were other things, obviously, with my physical health that weren't great at the time. So um, that to me was sort of the turning point where I started investigating integrative nutrition, which ultimately led to me becoming a functional medicine practitioner. And, and I, you know, started to explore the avenues of Reiki and energy medicine. And that sort of both of these things 
branched off, but then merged back together mm-hmm. as I, I started down my spiritual path, learning about healing, communicating with the angelic realm and practicing Reiki and all, some other modalities. And so, yeah, so now what I do with my patients is really a culmination of all of that together. So we're looking at the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, and coming up with a plan with a multi-modality approach to healing and well-being. Awesome. Thank you. And, you know, I think that is what is required nowadays, a multi-dimensional approach, a multi-modality approach, because it's not just one, you know, we're functioning, you know, multi-dimensionally, meaning, and also at the same time, not just multi-dimensionally, but multi bodies <laughs> right so yes. i'm not sure what the term for that is yet but because you know like there might be <laughs> something going on with you physically but it originated in your emotional body it could have originated in your etheric body it could have originated in your mental body right so you have to you, you can't just deal with the physical symptoms you got to deal with everything yes. right awesome so um so let's talk about and so i know that you're going to be taking some live color questions today right Absolutely. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So um, just so that everybody knows, what kind of questions can people yes, ask? Yes, yes. Right. So what kind of um, Well, I have with me a, um, I also uh, channel through Oracle cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they can ask anything from health and wellness questions or um, even like mindset questions, or um, I'm a meditation and yoga teacher as well. So um, pretty much anything health and wellness oriented and even spiritual and, and um, spiritual journey questions, I'm happy to field. Awesome. Great. So if you do have a question for Dr. Lara, you can raise your hand or you can type in your question in the chat when we get to that point, but just giving you the heads up. And if you don't know how to raise your hand or something, just type in the chat. Somebody will tell you <laughs> you think i would be able to know by now but i have no idea if you're not on the computer i don't know how to tell you because i don't do my i don't do stuff on the phone all right so let's talk about the light body first of all so there might be people on the call who don't know what a light body is so can you tell us what is of the light body and why is it important to our healing and our in our well-being Absolutely. So we are, like you said, we are multidimensional and we are definitely spiritual beings having a human experience. And the light body is actually outside of our aura and it is part of the multidimensional layers of our etheric body. And so it is really, I see it as sort of our vehicle of transportation to the different realms that we can communicate with, to our spirit guides, to our angels, to um, any galactic realms that we are in touch with or communicating with. So Mm -hmm. the light body is that which connects us to the spiritual realm. Awesome. And uh, from my perspective, it's important to, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) So it's important to our healing and well-being because we, we are all on our own unique spiritual journey. And 
I, we're all at different places. And most of us, we're looking for healing or we're looking for connection. And the light body is really sort of, again, it's that transportation mode. It is the vehicle for which will enable that. And so when we bring in the light and the love straight from source into our energetic field and into our physical body, then that's when things start to really change and they, it, you know, it gets amped up and, mm -hmm. and it really propels us forward along our healing journey. It allows us to release what no longer serves us. It allows us to bring in what we're looking for and uh, really does open up the channels of communication with our higher self, our guides, our angels, all of that. So yeah, the, the light body is a very important link. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we talk about raising your vibration a lot um, on these calls and in my own healing work, we, we talk a lot about raising your vibration, but why is it necessary according, according to you, why is it necessary to raise our vibration? So we, again, on our, we're energetic beings having a human experience. And there's a lot on this earthly plane that is, low vibing let's just call it that um <laughs> and then there's a lot that's high vibing you know this is this is a realm of polarity right duality and so i feel like that's part of our soul contract uh, choosing to incarnate at this time on this planet in these bodies it's a physical experience that's full of contrast but also it's that journey back to oneness. We came from source, we're here experiencing contrast and duality, but eventually we'll, we'll transition back into oneness. And so raising the vibration is part of that journey of ascending and expanding and transcendence back into oneness. And um, so, when we want to communicate with our angels, our spirit guides, our higher selves, they're vibrating at a very high vibration and uh, they are not gonna come down to meet us, let's say at the ground level, so to speak. And so in order to enlist their help, part of our um, engagement with that soul contract is to raise our vibration to meet them and so that also that we can raise the vibration of all of those of us around us because we are all connected and we are all one and i feel like that's what's really coming through a lot lately especially with this huge contrast that we're experiencing right now across the world i feel like it's bringing that oneness to the forefront mm -hmm. absolutely and so um i want to talk about food and so how does the vibration of our food translate to our immunity, grounding, and ascension, especially right now, immunity is a big topic, right? It's, it's, it's a hot topic right yes. now. <laughs> so let's, yeah. so how, yes. you know, so I'm curious too, it's like, okay, what, what, what about food? What, or what food should we be eating to also raise our vibration to become more, you know, to boost our immune system, etc. So, just like everything on this planet and across the universe has its own vibration and so food also and depending on how the food was sourced where it was grown the environment that so influence that vibration of let's say a tomato or a potato or a piece of fruit uh, produce whatever and so and even the animals that we um, ingest or maybe those of us that choose not to 
So really, if we are on a path and an intention of ascension and raising our vibration, then we want to bring in as much high vibrational food as possible. So organic, non-GMO, as clean as possible. And we're all unique and we're all different. So we each have, you know, a special combination, so mm -hmm. to speak, that will really help us where that'll meet us where we are and help us um, expand and grow. And so um, that's one of the things that I teach my clients too, is really how to get in touch and talk with their angels and their higher self and their spirit guides to help say, Hey, help me. Can you show me what will support me? Can you show me, you know, um, maybe what, maybe is different for my sister, but that will, you know, help me specifically. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool. And, um, but in general, immune boosting foods, anything with vitamin C, so obviously mm -hmm. citrus, um, but also leafy greens are really high in vitamin C and they also have a lot of elemental things like zinc and magnesium and zinc is a very powerful antiviral agent. So um, loading up on Mm -hmm. And it's also about not tapping into the fear matrix as well, non right? Because our, our body recognizes those non... Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, trusting, trusting that that what is provided for you will support you. And so focusing, like you said, not, not buying into the fear, but focusing on what can I do to support? What can I do to grow? What can I do to expand? Mm -hmm. And so would you also recommend like um, raising the vibration of the food before we eat it, before we consume it? You know, yes, yes, blessing it or absolutely. Whatever? Yes, yes. So you can definitely bless it with your intention. If you're attuned to things like Reiki, you can infuse them with Reiki energy. Um, but yes, just our intention is so powerful. So just even sitting and, you know, bringing in that intention of loving uh, energy, of healing energy, of asking, you know, may this um, benefit me in the highest and best way possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Sometimes we think it needs to be more complicated and it doesn't you know? Right. Yes. Right. And so, and people forget that, forget how powerful we eat. We each are as individuals, you know, we are powerful. If you believe that, trust that, you know, recognize that then yeah, you can change the vibration frequency of the food, the water, etc. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, or yes. And in other tools um, that I also sometimes suggest is muscle testing. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're at the grocery store and you're, you know, just curious, or if you're thinking like, okay, you go in with the intention of, I want to load up my cart with as much immune supporting food as possible and just go through and ask, you know, muscle test, is this for my highest and greatest good? Yes or no, you know, and it's fun too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and, and even before you eat something, you can ask your body, body, do you want this? And again, it's, it's, you know, muscle testing or asking your body, it's almost the same thing, but you can just ask your body, body, do you want this? Yes or no? And see what you get, you know? Um, and then you'll know, okay, my body really doesn't want that. And I think, you know, for the past week or two, I've been bad, you know, like not eating well, and I've been eating more bread, etc. And maybe that's, 
you know, not helping. <laughs> so, you know, but it's a, a situation. Yeah. You know, we don't have access to everything that we Yeah, so like. it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But I, you know, you bring up a good point that it, it's a practice of tuning in with ourselves and our own body and also tuning in with our intuitive guidance because we're all intuitive and we all have that connection with our higher selves, angels and source. So it's just a matter of getting used to tuning in to that conversation that's always happening and within our bodies. So yeah, just like you said, does my body really want this or, um, you know, is just that question though, is this for my highest and greatest good? You know, yeah. will this support me in right. you know, my, um, my high, being my highest and best self? <laughs> awesome. Yes. Thank you. And that's something we forget to do, right? We forget to ask those types of questions. And so we can start doing that now and that's simple and easy and practice with it, you know? So don't go, don't go picking big questions. Just, you know, ask simple things at the beginning um, and just trust, you know, and the thing is, it, it really is about trusting. So I wanted yes. to, uh, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the light body healing method and, and even like, you know, you know, basically it is about, you know, right now the, the situation that we're in, we're all working on ourselves, right? We are all working on ourselves. We're doing so much and I guess I'll save this for later. So let's talk about the, <laughs> I'll save that question for later. Cause I know it's going to come up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about the light body healing method and then we'll take some questions from people and see what they have to ask. But I have a question. Okay, <laughs> okay great. <laughs> yeah, so um, the light body healing method is just my approach and I have sort of spoke about this earlier, um, but it's just my approach um, to working with each individual, mm -hmm. wherever they are, meeting them where they are, asking them what their goals and intentions are, and then coming up with that plan. So maybe it's someone struggling with gut issues. And um, so, okay, well, let's look at that. Let's look at it from the energetic perspective. What's going on in that third chakra? Are we having some self-esteem issues or is there stuff from our childhood or our past lives maybe that can be cleared and healed? And then also too, we'll look at foods and herbs and supplements and then lifestyle. Are you, do you have a super stressful life? Um, mm -hmm. Do you not sleep well? All of these things that can really um, affect our gut, for example, just, uh, you know, it helps to give it context sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. And, you know, and that's the thing is like, you know, we, we, it is important to have some sort of practice. It is important to tap into our own knowing as well. And at the same time, it is important to get support, right? It's important to get support when, you know, you've tried everything and nothing seems to be working, which is not true, but it seems to be sometimes not working, then mm -hmm. get support from somebody else. Right. And so the question what I was going to ask you was about, um, you know, when you know you're doing the stuff you're doing everything and like nothing is working what do you do who do you go to when that happens i mean i i have a few people yeah. but it's like oh my god it's like it's so mm, frustrating when it's like it's the same thing re re recurring again and again and mm -hmm. again and it's like all right what is this trying to tell me i know that's something we should ask but you know what is this trying to tell me 
Yeah, so that exactly. So first thing is when things, are, especially when we seem to be going in a cycle and it just does, nothing really seems to be shifting the way we want it to, that that's our first clue to step back and say, okay, what is this trying to tell me? What am I supposed to be learning from this? What am I not getting? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and because the first step to any change is awareness. Oh, Neo, no. Being real and getting honest. And so um, I think having a team around you, whether it's friends, family, healthcare practitioners. Um, when I first started on this journey, I had a naturopath, um, I had an acupuncturist, and, and then I still had my regular, you know, Western medicine primary care physicians. So, um, it's, it's definitely about different perspectives and gathering the information and seeing what resonates with you and what you can realistically implement because you can go to all the practitioners in the world, but if you're not an implementer and you're not implementing change that they're suggesting, then you, you can't, you know, create change without action. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. If you're not taking the suggestions, if you're not taking the next step, well, if you're not taking right. action, so, nothing's going to change. Know, but, yeah, so that healthcare practitioner, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, it's interesting. Yes, and so yeah. uh, most of the time, we are getting intuitive guidance all day long, and we only probably take, I don't know, like at best, 20% of it to act. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Uh, so it's a constant um, uh, attention shift to refocus mm -hmm. and, you know, because we're human, we're not perfect, but it's about how quickly we come back to center, so to speak. Yeah, got it. All right. So if anybody has a question, um, you can hit, uh, you can raise your hand and or you can type your question in the chat. Um, so th this is not just about like, physical questions, but emotional questions, mindset questions, um, ascension questions, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, so, um, so can you, so you know, I'm going to be one of those people that I, I always say, don't be one of those people on my show, but I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people right now. So it's just more of like a, um, can you tune into a person's field and see what is physically wrong or not working properly? Or out of balance or kinky? I, I tune in, yes, I do. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I will get uh, definite mm, messages and hits about things so i don't sometimes it doesn't necessarily come through as what most people think is you know like mm, i don't know like uh um anyway it doesn't matter mm -hmm. <laughs> but the answer is yes <laughs> okay so so my question is until somebody asks a question because maybe they're just like i don't know nervous today but my question is so like i have this thing in my neck and it's like driving me crazy and you know it's like i have this pain in my neck and it's a literal pain in my neck but I find that when I'm outside and I'm walking around, there's no pain. But when I come back home, I'm in the apartment, I'm sitting down, it's like, oh my God. So, um, 
Do you have any information for me? I, I was getting some information. So you're, you want to know, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was getting some information today uh, about that. I yeah, was asking. so um, what... Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was asking the <laughs> questions of myself, like, what is this? What's going on? And so I found for myself is that when I think when I'm outside, you know, I'm more expanded out. And then I, when I come inside, I'm more contracted. Yes, um, I definitely think that's one aspect. The other thing that came through for me as soon as you asked that was groundedness. So when you're outside, you are connected with the earth, you are grounded. And, you know, the neck pain is could be a culmination of both the fifth and sixth, and possibly even seventh too, really just those upper chakras. So mm-hmm. when you're home, you know, are you, you know, distracted or, you know, maybe very much into your intuitive business and your healing practices. And so um, it's important to that we really especially as um as healers or energetic practitioners that we maintain a balance and so grounding is is of um ultimate importance (laughs) (laughs) yes i know and you know it's something we talk about in all of my healing calls too but that's the thing it's like you know and that's what everybody says everybody says that to me you're not grounded enough it's like (laughs) like really I don't know what else to do you know it's like I don't know what else to do so it's like it's 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 ridiculous how uh but I just noticed that today it's like yeah when I'm outside I'm feeling good when I'm inside Mm -hmm. oh my god not so much so um I just uh sort of got another aspect too is that um we and again, this is not just you, but this came through as you were speaking about it, is that as humans, we tend to be a little bit um, focused on controlling things. And when we surrender and let go and go more with the flow, then things that sort of seem to be nagging at us will lift, they will dissipate. And it's um, transmute, you know, mm-hmm. all these different, you know, things of they'll, you know, because the energy is moving and we're flowing yeah. and we're going with it instead of resisting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the people who know me really well, I'm sure they're all laughing right now. It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a recovering a control process. freak. I, I, I am a recovering control freak. I admit it, but I do tend to like one of my phrases really is "go with the flow." Just go with the flow, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting, but yeah, thank you. So you know, so that's something that you know I'm continuing to work on. Continue, we'll continue. I'm like sweating now. Continue to work on. So it's fine. <laughs> thank you so sarah is asking what are your views on detoxing the body uh sarah i'm really glad you asked that because we've talked about food a little bit with you know how it affects your vibration but also not having food affects your vibration Hmm. true Oh, I think we might have lost Dr. Lara. Detoxing. Oh, she's back. Good. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> What's the last thing you heard? Because I was ja- jabbering on. <laughs> oh, goodness. You said, thank you, Sarah, for asking that question. <laughs> and then I went away. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I just said that 
uh, fasting and detoxing can be just as important as what we're eating or not eating. So, um, yeah, so we're all bombarded with toxins and, you know, all, all different sorts of heavy metals and gases, all these things, you know, and um with spiritual uh, modalities as well so you got cut off at heavy metals when you were talking about heavy metals but basically <laughs> basically the gist is you, you have to have a balance between the two right yes so, so the, there's a place so for fasting and detoxing and there's a place for eating the right foods Yes. So it's important that we eat the right foods on a regular basis, but because we are exposed to so many different types of toxins on a daily basis, I think a detoxing does hold a place for it to be a seasonal thing. So maybe quarterly or maybe, you know, um, twice a year, mm -hmm. whatever it is, depending on, you know, where you live and what your occupation is and how much you're exposed to. But I definitely think, and again, detoxing can be a variety of things. It can be spiritual. It can be water, baths, saunas, food, fasting, so many different ways. Yeah, and true. so it's, yeah, and so it's really important too, if you're going to do it to figure out again, what works with your body and where you are. Maybe if you have a blood sugar problem, maybe fasting is not the way that you should go about detoxing. Maybe mm. more like sweating it out would be a better way to approach it. So each person can um, definitely approach that from a personalized point of view as well. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. So Debbie's asking, <laughs> thank you, Debbie, for this. She's asking, yeah. Dr. Lara, could Alara bring in a branch or something from her yard, like rocks, plants, et cetera, and put them by her work area? Mm -hmm. Would that also help her ground while she's indoors? <laughs> Yes. Um, I don't know about, about you, Alara, but I keep uh, crystals all throughout my office. And yeah. so I, I work in a home office and I do a lot of energy work in here. And so the room is pretty much surrounded with rocks. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so bringing in different things, different elements. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible to that, you know, um, I don't like to ask these types of questions, especially on live calls like this, but is it possible too that it could be like a energetic attack or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it is like possible, but I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, it's possible, but I'm not getting, getting that for you specifically. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't get um, it. it yeah, but it is pot. I mean, you know, that in general, would that could that be possible? Yes, it could be possible. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it is for me. But if Destiny's here, that's a question that she normally asks something like that, that like that. But she's not here today, so, okay. <laughs> so I thought yeah. I would ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Good. But at least you know that's something that you can tap into and and see if that is a, a possibility, right? Or what, yes. something that's going on. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Good. So I can just, I can take that out of my field and say, nope, that's not happening. It's just like, nope, because I wasn't getting that either. 
instead yeah. it was more of a more of a yeah other stuff more more of a spiritual thing i think an energetic okay. thing yeah. than anything else so yeah i could i mean i don't know why this uh past life sort of popped in i don't know if you've um you know we've all had so many yeah definitely i have <laughs> i've definitely had <laughs> past lives where i was hung i've been like stuck, you know my head cut off um yeah all sorts of wonderful stuff so yes that I, that i do know about but you know, yes yes for sure so and i think it's important yeah go ahead i so um yeah so i've sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say even with past life things when we've have things cleared i see it more as like peeling back the layer of an onion so we can have work done on an area or with an experience and it sometimes doesn't clear it all the way sometimes we need to process the different layers especially if it's a deep trauma mm -hmm. so um i want to i guess point that out too because even myself um even what in this life and past lives, you know, we all need to address our trauma mm -hmm. and be um, willing to look at that with love and, but also release it and not hold on to it because that doesn't serve us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Barb is asking, mm, do you think starting the day with lemon water and, and postponing eating until noon, until noon is detoxing enough? A few times oh i'm not sure if i'm asking the right question barb so i'm just going to do the first one do you think starting the day with lemon water and postponing eating until noon is cleansing yes yeah <laughs> that's a simple yes yeah um oh and so a, a few times a week would, would that be good as a, as a detoxing type of thing Yes. So again, I would definitely encourage to tune in with your own body to see what um, supports you in the best way. But if if you are the type of person whose metabolism can support detoxer, it helps flush out our liver. And you know, the longer we take those. Um, eating intervals, the more it gives our different organs that help digest food rest time. And then it, it sort of forces our body too to, to burn through again, what no longer serves us. So a fat cells or, you know, and it does. So yes, it's a little, like a little mini detox every day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Good. And um, Angela is asking, does vinegar and water once a day help or does it add or does it add toxins? I would um, be uh, on point and um, tuned in with what kind of vinegar that you're using. I usually um, buy apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it. Um, in the US, that's the Bragg's brand. Um, and that is an organic product as well. So you shouldn't really be getting any toxins from that type of vinegar. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I understood that. If you're going to do the vinegar with water, um, it's recommended to do it on an empty stomach. So what okay, do you mean one? by cider, apple cider vinegar with mother? 
Do I hear you right? Um, yes, yes. So um, vinegar is a fermented product. And so um, sort of like kombucha, if you've ever made kombucha, it has, a, it has the SCOBY. So the, that act, the part of it that actually ferments and mm -hmm. has the probiotics and the um, acetic acid in it. So yeah, so that's the mother, oh, so it. to speak. Okay. So if you wanted to actually, you could make, yeah, you could make your own with that. Uh, that's how a lot of people start their own kombucha as well. Okay, awesome, good, thank you. So yeah. mm -hmm. there you go, Angela, hopefully that helps. Um, but yeah, be, 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 I would, I would, be, I, 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 if it's the Angela I know, she's not in the States, but it, this could be a different Angela, who knows? So just see what's available for you, okay? All right, anybody else have any questions? I mean, people all just have like body type questions. Nobody has any energetic questions? <laughs> no blocks? You know, most people ask about, do I have any blocks? Today, no one is asking, do I have any blocks? And I'm like, I always say, you can't ask that question. <laughs> Everybody has blocks. We do. <laughs> uh, Debbie, I do. <laughs> Meaning I do have blocks. Do we I all have some blocks? How do I <laughs> So Deb says, how do I release <laughs> beliefs that do not serve me? That is a really general question, but we'll go we'll go with it. How do I release okay. beliefs that do not serve me? Well, Debbie, just the fact that you're asking means that you have the intention to do so. So the first step, like we spoke about earlier, is awareness. And so by acknowledging that you have some beliefs that no longer serve you, um, that is so powerful in and of itself. And then so the next step beyond that is um, if you... I don't, this is a journal question, but so I would encourage you to um, get more specific because the more specific that we can be, the more productive it can be. And, um, but you Definitely. can also use this. Yeah. You can also do this with a written meditation. And I've been really enjoying this myself lately uh, where I tune in, I call in my angels and my guides and almost do like a little channeled writing. And so I have my list of questions before. So my, my questions come from my grounded space and then I tune in and I just sort of free write the answers that come through so that might be something fun um, for you to try Debbie or Deb or anybody else absolutely I like I like that yeah that's fun and it's like it is like channeled writing but it's kind of like you're getting the answers from your higher self to um, what you can do for those beliefs so but the willing Yes. So De Deb is asking, I have pain in my feet and I'm wondering if I should release or add love. <laughs> uh, I like that question, Deb. I have pain in my feet and I'm wondering if I should release or add love. We will see in a second when Dr. Lara comes back. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So the question was, I have pain in my feet and I do add or release. Yeah, I should I should I release or add love? Hmm. Well, <laughs> should always add love. That will help. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm getting both, <laughs> which I know is always you know someone's favorite answer when they ask for intuitive guidance, and the answer is yes to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yes, but I think again, just like we were talking about with Debbie, is that willingness. So you want to, and we can, um, we when we work with the light body activation later, we can bring in love. And when you bring in the love, you can send it with intention to a part of your body that you need or want healing on. And so always remember too that you can do these practices on your own. And then as you, you can visualize bringing in the love to your feet. And then as it comes in, it actually sort of crowds out everything that no longer serves. <laughs> awesome. Good. So dad, be, uh, wait for the, the activation that we're going to do later and use that for your, for your feet. Okay. So Deb is asking as a follow-up, if you send, if you send my feet love, does it automatically release what is blocking and causing pain? Uh, let's try it. And, but I think if you are consciously willing, so let's, let's just do this. Yeah. <laughs> let's tune in. I'm going to do it too. I have feet problems. Close your eyes and center in. your guide team to come in, bring love down. So I think when Dr. Lara comes back, I'm going to tell her not to use video. Maybe that will help. Hi. Hi. I went away again. Yeah. So maybe turn off your video and see if that helps because you were cutting out. Okay. Awesome. So let's try that. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we ready? We're going to bring some love to Deb's feet. Yeah. And anybody else <laughs> who needs it. All right, Deb. So my suggestion for you is to choose. Wow, where do you live? Better <laughs> plan if it needs it. Let's all visualize now bringing this love in all the way through our physical bodies and all the way down through our central core, through our feet, crowding out everything that no longer serves us. And as we breathe in, Bring in more love, and as we exhale, release all that no longer serves. And breathe in again, more love from our crown all the way down to our feet, and we release all that no longer serves us. And we ask, that this energetic release, that this channel that has been opened up, that it be continued 
for the next seven minutes, next seven hours, next seven days, next seven weeks to continue to bring in the love and release everything that no longer serves us across all time, dimension, space, and reality for the highest and greatest good. And so it is. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So that will continue, Deb. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, so Dave Rani is asking, how do we remove a heart wall? Uh, like a wall around our heart that we've sort of like put up in like protection and self-defense. Mm -hmm, I guess. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when working with heart chakra things, I like to call And so the conscious intention is, again, so very important and so very heart chakra changes and intentions. Again, we it's like peeling back an onion. And so, so much of heart chakra stuff comes back to our own self-love and our own self-commitment. Okay, maybe maybe Dr. Lara should call in on her phone. Right? Because I, I can't even say third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's like ridiculous. So, um, do you want to try calling in on your phone? Like, where do you where do you live that you have such bad internet? I'm in California. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Like, do you want to try calling in on your phone? Because I don't think we're going to be able to do the the activation because it's just too cutting out way too much. <laughs> right. So if you call in on your phone, just you just have to make sure you put in the password twenty twenty. Oh, I mean, I don't even know the phone numbers or anything like that, but um, <laughs> I wonder if it's always this bad. I don't know. And you might have to let me know so that I can unmute you or you can unmute yourself. Sorry, folks. I would love to, you know, do more and, you know, but there's really no point if she keeps getting out. So hold on. Hello. Hold on. She's coming back. Okay. You're back. You're not back. <laughs> you are here. You're not here. I have no idea. 
Can you hear me? Oh, yep. Yep. We can hear you now. All right. Let's try this. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Because now it's like, yeah, it's, it, you sound different too. Your voice sounds different. Oh, okay. Great. I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's, uh, let's, we're talking about heart walls, how to, how to remove a heart wall. Yes. And so, um, oh, uh, so yeah, so heart chakra work is really powerful, but I, you know, um, and it can be so transformative and the willingness to remove that heart wall takes such bravery and courage. But what all it also requires is that we really step up and open up for our own self-love and compassion and self-forgiveness and non-judgment. And because I think that's one of the things that we don't really think about a lot when we think about heart space issues. We think about um, how we've been wronged or hurt and impacted in whatever way. But we don't think about like how we've judged ourselves throughout that dynamic. And so it's really powerful and important to also bring in that aspect of, of self-love, self-forgiveness, and, and self-evaluation within that dynamic of releasing the pain and the hurt of, or the reason that you put up the wall to begin with. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. And, you know, it is, you know, when it comes to the heart chakra, the heart wall, it is, there's a lot of work to be done, especially with forgiveness, with acceptance, with loving yourself, um, you know, letting go of the judgments. There's just, there's so much, right? And so a lot of times we put up those heart walls to protect us, but we don't, we, you know, a lot of times we don't need them anymore, but mm -hmm. you know, they're just, they're still there. So it's also about uh, consciously choosing to let them go, right? Yes. Yes. Again, the intention is so powerful. We, we are all such powerful creators that we most of us don't even realize it until we start doing work like this and we're like wow mm -hmm. <laughs> look what i can do with just my intention and a little bit of willingness it goes a long way it's so powerful yeah awesome so sunshine is asking um how may i work with past life issues where there was a trauma but i'm not able to connect with it it's like a shadow but i know the trauma somewhere in me like it triggers something in me so um, you have a couple of options if, um, but a lot of times, especially with past lives, when we're wanting to release the trauma, it's not necessarily necessary for us to re, not relive, but like really see all the details because we can ask, and it's so important that 